finding oneself. Our being here is about finding oneself more deeply, more truly, through the silence, through the regular times of meditation. But finding oneself is not a self-centered activity. To find oneself is to find oneself other-centered, concerned in empathy and in sympathy and in compassion for others. It's not that it's a choice that we make to feel that or to have that attitude towards others. That's how we find ourselves becoming, maybe to our own surprise. Maybe we think of ourselves as rather self-centered and egocentric people, and then we discover little by little over time that actually something is changing in us, that we are empathizing and sympathizing and entering into a compassionate awareness of others. Let's begin with this teaching of Jesus in the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 16, which really sets the theme for us. Then Jesus told his disciples, If anyone would follow me, they must deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. Because whoever wants to save their life will lose it. But whoever loses their life for my sake will find it. What will it profit anyone if you gain the whole world, yet forfeit your soul? And what can you give in exchange for your soul? For the Son of Man will come in his Father's glory with his angels, and then he will repay each one according to what he has done. I think we need to keep that last bit in the section, because I think it's relevant to what he's telling us here about finding oneself. This idea of finding oneself needs to be very carefully understood. Of course, we do need to find ourselves. It's the essential work of life. If we understand correctly what finding self means, we could say it is the purpose of life. I met a man once who'd had a near-death experience. He'd almost drowned. He was very happy going down the tunnel of light into the great embrace of the love that he perceived to be drawing him. Presumably he was thrashing around in the water, physically trying to survive, but actually in the depth of his consciousness he was having a great time. Anyway, got the message that it wasn't his time, so he came back. But he came back, first of all, without a fear of death, and that changed his life. But also with a conviction that he had a work to do, that he had something to complete. And he was a bit anxious about what he should do with his life now. I think he was thinking primarily in terms of what kind of job he should do or where he should live or you know, various external aspects of the work he should do. 
But I think what he needed to find was the interior meaning of that work. What he needed, what we all need, is to find ourself. That is the essential work of life. So we do need to find ourselves, but we need to understand that it can only happen if we are ready to begin to lose ourselves. To find our true self is a driving force in human development. In all the stages of our life's journey, our psychological and sexual, emotional, physical development, finding oneself is the great force, I think, the deeper push that keeps us going and pushes us through difficult times if we can get through them into the next phase of our life. It's why we don't feel satisfied for long, even when we get what we want, when we fulfill our ambitions. We've got what we've longed for and worked for maybe for a long time. Even then, we're still not satisfied. Status, qualification, or even emotional security are not enough. I met a couple recently who are interested in coming to live with us in Bonveau, our new center in France. When they came up to me, they said, we'd just like to speak to you about what you spoke about last week, about Bonveau. And they said, but before we say it, I'd just like you to know uh, we are happily married. We are not in midlife crisis. We're quite young, actually. We are financially not in a crisis. But although we are happy with our lives, for some time now we've been wondering about what is missing, that there's something more that we need, that we should address. We couldn't define it, we couldn't name it. And what they felt was that Bonbeau offered them an opportunity to serve. What they'd come to realize was that that's what they needed, a way of serving. Whatever form it might take, what they needed was a way to serve. And I think that was a beautiful expression of how together, as a couple, and as individuals within the relationship, they were finding themselves. By serving, we are turning the attention off ourselves, escaping from the lock of self-fixation. The discovery that however much we have, however much we may have achieved, we have not yet fulfilled or finished our work. That is a great moment of discovery. It's very disturbing as well, because it really is difficult to name what it is you're looking for and what is the work you've got to do. And that's where I think a lot of people who don't have the opportunity or the good fortune to be with other people who can help them or give example to them or help them to understand what is happening, what is emerging in them, what is pushing them to the next stage of their life, and it can happen at any stage in your life, or happen at every 
significant phase of your life. To be able to understand and name this work is a great grace. So all of these pleasant things that we like to acquire and to have, to give us a sense of security and status, respectability, health, all of these pleasant things fail eventually to convince us that they constitute our true self. They are not who we are. And therefore, at that moment, whatever it is we see is our next step. Of course, it would be different from different people in different circumstances. But as soon as we begin to see what our next step should be, we begin to simplify our life. And to simplify means to focus. It means to decide for something and not just to keep your options open. You could spend your whole life skillfully keeping your options open. And you could have a, quite a lot of success keeping your options open, especially in a, the working environment of today where nobody is expected to stay in a job for more than a couple of years. You can keep your options open all the time. This, of course, has a major impact upon the level of commitment, the level of relationship that you may have in your life, because to go deeper means that you don't keep your options open. It means you make commitments, you make decisions. Every time we say the mantra, we are making a decision. We are focusing. We are making a commitment. And so we have to penetrate through our obvious and also our not-so-obvious secondary layers of self-recognition. So the ways in which we recognize ourselves, describe ourselves, fill out forms, present ourselves to others by the way we dress or by the way we act or by the cars we drive or by the house we live in, by the conversations we have or the company we keep, all of these ways in which we express ourselves and recognize ourselves and feel comfortable, all of that has to be penetrated through. We have to see through it. That's the work of finding oneself. It doesn't necessarily mean that you have to stop everything you're doing and go off to the desert or Bombo or change the external forms of your life at all. But it does mean that you have to, you are in those secondary levels of self-recognition. That's self-knowledge, that is humility, and it's clarity. And it's also liberation. And that is, I think, what Jesus means by losing your life. It means to be detached from what we can possess of ourselves. Anything that we have or are that can be possessed, status, money, identity, social identity, religious identity, anything that can be seen as a possession 
has to be let go of. Just how radical that is in the end is clear from this teaching of Jesus we've just heard. Whoever wants to save his life will lose it, but whoever loses her life for my sake will find it. What will it profit you if you gain the whole world and yet forfeit your soul? What can you give in exchange for yourself? And then he adds this apocalyptic phrase, reminding us of the last judgment. For the Son of Man will come in his Father's glory with his angels, and then he will repay each one according to what he has done. So in other words, we shape our own lives. We have the ultimate responsibility for being and for finding who we are. That's not meant to be frightening. I think it's meant to be awakening. It's meant to say to us, life is serious and it's wonderful and don't waste it. Don't waste a moment of it.